Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word, and we come with a humble and receptive heart to receive from you. We pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us today the issue of the family of God. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I will go very slowly so that you get the message home. I don't want just to throw to you information and you go home and you say, I don't remember anything what he said today. I want you to take the message home and put into practice. The Bible says that a man who hears the word and don't put the word into practice is like a house built on the sand. And when the wind blows, when the storm comes, that house will fall down. The Bible says that when you hear what he says and do them, you shall be blessed in everything you do. How many people want to be blessed in your life? That is in the Bible, many places. The book of James, the book of John, say, when you hear my word and you do them, you shall be blessed. So today, God is going to speak to you through the word of God, and I pray that you will obey the word and put into practice. Do you know that we are living in a we call imitation society? We are living in a society with a lot of substitutes, false things, false Louis Vuitton, False shoes, plastic thing. The real things are imitated by the false cheap things. And the same thing happened to the family. A lot of people don't know the Bible. So instead of building the family according to the designer or the manufacturer that package everything well, they build a family according to their own idea. They build a cheap family, a substitute family. And that's what happened. When that happens, what happened? The family is broken down. God has his blueprint in the Bible, how we should build a family. And if we know what it says in the Bible and practice it, we will have a great family. Do you notice that today in our society, they say that it's okay for Steve to marry Tim? Or it's okay for Eve to marry Lisa. But God did not create Adam and Steve. God did not create Eve and Lisa. God created Adam and Eve. So we need to follow what the Bible says. Amen? God wants a man and a woman to marry together. But if we don't do that, the society is going to be in trouble. Why? The issue of the family is so important. Why we need to follow the blueprint of the architect, the Lord Jesus Christ? Because Satan wants to attack the family the most. You notice that Satan did not attack Adam before Eve was created. When Adam was by himself with all the animals, Satan left him alone. But once Eve showed up and they became a family, then Satan showed up and wanted to destroy the family. Why does Satan want to attack the family so much? Because 
The original plan of God is that the family is the smallest and the most important institution to fulfill the will of God on earth. Here, if the family institution is broken down in a country, the whole country will break down. The Roman Empire broke down because the family institution in Roman Empire broke down. We need to sustain and build the family institution. Amen. It's a basic institution that will bring the will of God to humanity and to the world. If the family is broken down, you're gonna produce a lot of broken kids today. When you read the newspaper, when you see people in jails, people who shoot one another, corrupt, commit crime, people who do whatever they want, they can throw stone into another car, and they don't care about the property. They do a lot of bad stuff. Do you know that is the consequences of broken homes? All of these bad things that happen in the world are the consequences of bad families, bad example in the house, abuse father, abuse mother. Some bad things happen in the family, and that's why the kids grow up in the bad way, and that's why they have to keep making more and more prison to put those people in. I want to tell you that even though God wants you to be happy, does God want us to be happy? Yes, but the primary concern of God is not that you are happy. The primary concern of God is that you will follow His plan, and after you follow His plan, then happiness will come. But if you seek happiness first, without following His plan, you're gonna be in a mess. God wants us to follow His plan. So we need to follow God's prescription. Nowadays, when I write prescription in the hospital, they don't allow me to write with my hand anymore. I have to go to the computer and click, 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 and type, and then they will print out from the printer and I sign. And also, they will ask me to sign all the prescription before the patient come to the hospital, what they take before the hospital hospitalization, and then I need to sign that paper. Why? Because they're so concerned that. The doctors will give wrong prescription, and or wrong direction in the prescription, and the patient will die. A few years ago, I have one patient died. She lived in Renton. I got a phone call that your patient just passed away because she took too much Tylenol. And if you take too much Tylenol, the Tylenol would kill your liver, and you died in one day, liver failure. And she really died because she did not follow the instruction. That the doctor wrote that you cannot take more than two tablets every four hours a day. God is so smart. God is so wise. He knows what He is doing, and He is the one who created the first family. He is the one who write that prescription for the, for the family. He know how to make the package good, and if we don't follow His instruction and follow His manual, the family will break down. And we're gonna get a lot of problem in our society. So let's look at what the Bible say about the first family. I preached this three years ago, this sermon, but I review a little bit, and I will continue to preach the rest afterward. Let's look at Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-six to twenty-eight. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness." You notice that God called Himself our and we. He did not call himself I and mine, because God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit 
works together as one. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping things that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female. He created them. Thank God we did not come from apes and monkey. We were created in the image of God. I thank God my wife Pasada is not a product of monkey. She is in the image of God. Thank God. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it." And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. I want to review a little bit about I preached last time. Last time I mentioned that God created the family for His purpose. You look at the Bible, you see that God created Adam and Eve in His image, and then He said, "Multiply and fill the earth with your children, with your offspring." And you will have dominion over this earth. What does it mean? It means that he wants this earth to be filled with his glory. When Adam and Eve had good relationship with God, they were so filled with the glory of God, so filled with righteousness and holiness and godliness. So in their home, people can see the godliness, the holiness, righteousness, the love of God. And God expected them to raise up children who have relationship with God, and these children will really be filled with the presence of God. So when these children grow up and spread all over the world, go to another city, go to another location. My kids move from Belleville to Kirkland. So in Kirkland now we have another family that love Jesus and reveal the glory of God. Make his name good, amen. amen. These families that spread out from our family should make God have good reputation. And people look at all this family; they will put thumb up toward God and say, "God is good." That is the original plan of God. That all the family will reveal the goodness of God, the glory of God, and carry the presence of God everywhere in the world. My expectation is that all of my three kids will have family one day, and they all gonna have the presence of God in their home, and their neighbor will see the presence of God and the glory of God in their home, and God will not be embarrassed by them. God will be honored by this family. That is the original plan of God. The whole world is full of man and woman and a family that love God and reveal the glory of God. And bring the presence of God every single place. Are you building your home that way? That God's presence is there. That the precept of God, the principle of God, is practiced in your home. When people come to visit you, when people come into contact with your family, they say, "Wow, they are different. The husband and wife so love each other. The kids are so obedient. They're good people. They can see the." Goodness of God and God's name is glorified. Amen. Therefore, the issue of family is not just somebody is so lowly and want somebody to live in the same house together because I'm so lowly. No, the issue of the family is theological. 
The O means God. The issue of the family is about God gets the glory and rule the world through the family. That you will show the likeness of God and the glory of God in this world. Everyone say the issue of family is theological. It's not just about a woman or a man get lonely and want to have somebody in his home. It's designed by God. So that's what I was talking last time. We need to pass the baton. We need to give this godliness to our children, to the next generation, to the next generation that our kids and grandkids will carry the presence of God and the word of God into the next generation. Parents in this room, that is your job. Is you will become like God and you build up your children to become like Him. Amen? Expect. You know, I and my wife pray all the time that all the single in this house, in this church, one day will marry a godly spouse. If you are a woman, I pray that you will one day marry a godly man. Every time I saw a single in the house start to have a relationship with a godly man, I was so happy. Because I know that we're going to have another godly family that the husband and wife fear the Lord and love the Lord. Amen? And all the men in this room, I pray that you will be single forever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) One day you will find a godly wife. Amen? We need to remember this before we get married. The purpose of our marriage is to glorify God. Let's look at the next one about the family. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Now we continue talking about family. At this time, Eve has not shown up. This man named Adam was created by God. Eve has not been in the scene yet, but Adam was in the scene. And God knew in his heart that Adam needs to get married and have a family. But there is a time of preparation. God needs to prepare Adam for having a family. What did God do? God did two things to Adam. And all the men in this room, listen carefully. This is you need to have if you want to have a family. And all the women in this room who listen to this teaching, remember this, that if your man that you're going to marry to does not have these two things, he is not ready to get married. The first thing that God gave to Adam was the responsibility. He put Adam in the garden and said, Okay, I give you responsibility to take care of this garden. You have a job now. You must feed your family. You need to take responsibility of your job. So the first thing that a man should have before he gets a family or get married and have kids is that he needs to be a responsible person. He needs to work. He needs to find a job. He needs to be responsible for the family. How are you going to look for a man to be married to? Very simple. Is that man responsible in his life? Does he go to school? He finished school? Is this man responsible for the church? When he is taking care of some ministry in the church, did he show up? Did he take care or he disappeared? The church need him to stand out at the door greeting people. That Sunday he never show up and he never call the pastor. You know, today the rain is so hard. I'm not going to show up in the church. If that man is like that, don't marry him. 
Because you're gonna have a long road in your marriage. You're gonna have a trouble. The man needs to be responsible. The man has to be responsible for his family. Amen. The second thing that God gives to the man, not only the man need to bring the bacon to the house, but the man need to bring the Bible to the house. Look at the next verse. After he gave the man the responsibility and the job to do, look at verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man. So now God gave the man the word, the truth, the spiritual food, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. You notice that the man need to listen to God, get into the Bible, know the word of God, and provide that word to the kids and to the wife. The man need to bring two things to the house. The physical food or the physical provision and the spiritual provision. The man of God need to lead his wife and his kids to church, to the revival service, to the church camp. We're going to be there. We're going to grow up. We're going to get into the word. We're going to get into the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lead all of you to the things of God. God never told Eve about not eating that fruit. God told only Adam. God never told Eve. But how did Eve talk to Satan or the serpent that, oh, I cannot touch this fruit? How did Eve know that she should have touched the fruit? Because Adam told her. Adam was responsible to receive the word from God and provided for the wife. Two things. The physical need has to be met. And number two, spiritual need has to be met. Transferring the truth of God into the family. Amen? That's what I have been doing all these years since I become a Christian. I make sure my kids is in a revival service. My kids will go to church. They read the Bible. They pray. They go to care group. Pastor Da took joy to the camp on the other side of the city. At that time, the camp was not as nice as Bombish camp. You know, the place was so run down. But she carried Joy, the baby, one month old, to the camp with her. And we say, we don't care. My kid's not going to die in this camp. She will survive, and she still survive <laughs> in the camp. We go to church. No matter how we're tired, and the kid's going to cry and say, wake up, we go to church on Sunday. The kids have to be in the church on Sunday, not watching TV. Period. Because I'm, as a husband, the, the father, have the responsibility to bring my kids to the Word of God. Amen? Everyone say, not only bacon, but also the Bible. Amen. So the man have to know the Word, have relationship with God, and bring the presence of God home. Let's continue to read. In verse 18, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. After this man named Adam was ready, he takes responsibility. He heard the word of God. He was ready to get married. You notice one thing before Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Everything God made or created, he said, it was good. He created the sun and the moon. It was good. When he created the animal and the sea and the fish, he said it was good. 
But by this time, the first time God say it's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper for him. I want to tell you the truth. No matter how big muscle you have, no matter how smart you are as a man to play out a computer and computer programmer, no matter how good in your education as a man, I'm talking to the man right now. No matter how great you are, you may be five degree black belt. You may have all the monies in the world. No man. Has it all? Man needs helper, and I realized that with Pasada, I cannot survive without Pasada. I need my wife to help me. The success in the ministry is not Pasada. Pasada is behind the scene all the time, helping me. No man has it all, and man needs help. Every man needs help that he possible get from the wife. Amen. So God say, "Okay, I'm gonna bring somebody alongside with you to help you, to complete you, to fill up the gap of your deficiency, to add into your lacking. I'm gonna add to what you lack. I have my lack. My lack is that I'm not a very emotional man. When Pastor Da and I We watch the comedy movie. She just laugh and laugh when I look at the comedy movie. <laughs> I'm not very emotional. I, I mean, I laugh in the Holy Ghost, but watching the movie rarely make me laugh. When she read to me some fun story, and she keep laughing, I lack that emotion. But she's very gentle and very soothing and very loving. I need her. If I live alone, I will eat only boiled egg every single day, and I eat boiled egg this morning because Pastor Da did not have time to cook for me, so I eat one boiled egg. I don't know even how to cook rice, but I think I can learn though. But I have no desire to learn right now because I have good helper. <laughs> Adam needs somebody to come along his side. It's not good for him to be alone. With this fact in your heart, as a family, all the men in this room, when you look at your wife, you don't think that she is your appendix. You know, appendix mean appendix has no function in the body. You can cut it off without problem. You don't look at your wife. Oh, you're a burden to me. Oh, you're just my appendix. If you're not here for a few days, it's okay. No, you need to look at your wife like. This is the blessing. This is something I need. You are so precious to me. I gotta treat you well, like some of you treat your sport car very well. Your sport car, you polish, you clean, you wipe out the seat, make sure that the seat is shining. You need to treat your wife special. She comes to complete you. She come to add to your lack. Without her, you will not be complete. Treat your wife with respect and honor. Amen. All the men say she is not my appendix. God created Eve to come alongside 
to be his partner. And then what happened? Look at verse 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So God gave dominion or authority to Adam and said, okay, you look at giraffe, giraffe. You look at the horse, oh, horse. You look at cat, that is cat. So he named all the animals. Whatever Adam say, it's the name. So what does it mean? God gave Adam authority to rule the world. But one thing that you may not understand is why Adam was naming giraffe, elephant, King Kong, apes, dogs, cat. Why he was naming all these things? He started to feel something. That nose of elephant doesn't turn me on. That look of that cat doesn't turn me on. Has nothing to do with me. They all have couple, 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 couple. Male giraffe was standing with the female giraffe. The male cat was standing with the female cat. They're all happy. But me, how about me? I'm alone. I'm lacking something. Well, he was naming. I think God tried to show him that, yeah, you need something. Why? <laughs> it's not about naming animals. But when he look at all those animals, oh, they're all happy. But the nose, the long nose of the elephant, I don't feel anything. He look at the cat, look at the dog. I'm not going to sleep with the dog. The nose of the elephant is too big for me. The skin is so thick to kiss. So Adam began to realize that something is missing. I'm alone. Something is missing in my life. I need a partner. Then verse 21, God supernaturally created the family. The family is created by the supernatural provision of God. It's not man's plan. It's not man's idea, but it's God's idea. Look at verse 21, and God is the doctor. He can put people to sleep, anesthesia. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. So the idea of anesthesia comes from God. He took one of his ribs. <laughs> He took, I don't want to cut on somebody's head while they're awake. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. So God put Adam to sleep. And the word rib in the Hebrew language means the side. So he cut part of the flesh, the muscle. You no know, rib has muscle on it and the fat and the skin. He cut part of it and cut the rib out and he sewed it, closed it up. And then out of that mass of flesh and rib and muscle, the Bible used the word in Hebrew language. He fashioned the woman. Out of that mass, he fashioned a woman. The word fashion means put intricate detailings. The nose, the eyelids, the eyelash, the hair. God did not make a woman like a box. With a thick cheek and no nose and very <laughs> ugly looking person. He made all the women look so good to the eyes of man. Intricate, 
fashioning or detailing. Everyone say detailing. Thank God. Thank God he did not make woman like King Kong. Very extra detailing. And what happened? In Genesis chapter 2, verses 22 to 23. Then the rib which the Lord God has taken from man, he made, which means he fashioned into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. You notice that God is a matchmaker. He created a man, he made fashioned a woman, and he put them together. For the woman in this room, this is the way of God. And I've seen that a few, many cases in this church already for some single woman. And I mentioned to Pastor Da last night when I was reading this sermon, I mentioned all the names of people who God did this way to them. This woman named Eve, she became a adult woman right away in this creation or fashioning and never know any man before. The first thing she saw when she woke up from being created or fashioned was God. When she woke up, her eyes were on God. Oh God, you are my creator. And after that, she put her hands in the hand of God. And God knew the address of Adam. God knew where Adam was. So she looked at God. She put her hand on God's hand. And God grabbed her hand. And God said, come with me. And this is Adam, your husband. That's how God works. All the women in this room, don't be man's hunter. If you try to be a man hunter, you may not be patient enough and eventually you get a King Kong. <laughs> because you want to get married so badly. I'm 23 now. I need a husband. So you could not find that man. Eventually you saw King Kong. Okay, King Kong is okay. <laughs> Instead of looking for man, you should be God hunter or God chaser. Amen. You chase after God. You look at God and let God grab your hand and God knew the address of that man. One lady who sit in this room in the back there. She came to our church many years ago and I and Pastor Da prayed for her to have a husband. She was waiting and waiting and it's, in the eyes of man it seemed like impossible. But one day, a man showed up. Good man. I and Pastor Da were very happy. God, because she looked at God, she put her hand in the hand of God, and then God took her to meet this man. And now they have happy marriage. In God's way, there is no dating. Dating is the Western culture. But in the eyes of God, this is the way it takes. You look at God, the man look at God, the woman look at God, and you both look at God and keep growing. And eventually, one day, you meet. And when you look at each other's eyes, yes! And the woman says, yes! This is what God lead me to. By the Holy Spirit. It's not about the first sight loved. It's about by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. This is my man. This is my woman. Amen? <laughs> Where I am at now. <laughs> so listen to the voice of your shepherd, the Lord Jesus. 
Look at verse 23. This is how happened to Adam. And Adam said, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man." I'm going to conclude about the supernatural creation of the family here. The word, the Hebrew language for the word man is ish, and the Hebrew language of the word woman is isha. So, in other words, Adam gave his name. To the woman, each isha. That's why many women, most women in the world, after they get married, they change the last name to the husband's last name. That's how it works from the book of Genesis. The woman get the last name from Adam. Amen. So become one together. And you notice when Adam woke up from his sleeping or from his anesthesia. He opened his eyes and he saw something, and he said, "This is the Hebrew, the Hebrew language cannot explain in English language very well. The word 'this is now' in the Hebrew language is the emotional word. Emotional word like this. If I can explain to the today language, when he woke up and he saw Eve, wow, yes, 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 oh, oh, oh." That giraffe has a female giraffe, but now, woo! She looks good. Thank God! Eventually, I have my mate, my helper. That's how Adam feel <laughs> when he first met Eve, and that's how I felt when I first met Pastor Dad too. <laughs> That's before I became a Christian, but I think it's leading by the Holy Spirit anyway. <laughs> Pastor, I walked by my house. I was a bookworm. I studied a lot. I want to be a doctor, so I was sitting on on my lawn reading the book, and suddenly I look it up. A lady walked by, <laughs> and I think in my heart, "Wow!" And I pursue her. <laughs> And we have been boyfriend girlfriend since 15 years old, and I have only one girlfriend, one lady in my life. Never have two, only one. Thank God. <laughs> wow, that's what happened to Adam. God put two person together, and you can have a happy marriage. Let God ordain your marriage. Let God put people with you. Don't hurry. Just look at God, and God is a Good, made matcher. He match the mate together. Amen. I want to say one last thing before I close, and then continue next Sunday. Next Sunday we're gonna learn about God precept on marriage. We're gonna talk about family for a while until the camp, and learn about marriage, about family, and the single need to hear. When God put Eve to Adam. Adam look at Eve and take Eve into his life. So what he did was to take what he lost back to him, and at the same time he got what he did not have before. Are you listening? He got what he lost, what he lacked, but at the same time, she came with the things that he did not have. And for Eve. She went into him to be his wife, to know where she came from, 
And not only that, she will also know what she did not have. So in other words, in the marriage, the wife and the husband, you are here together to complete each other and to contribute to each other what the other side don't have. You are not there in the family to compete or to fight each other, to see who is better than who. I'm smarter than you. You're such a woman. You don't know anything. That is a wrong idea. Actually, God put woman into your life to learn something that you don't have and to complete you. At the same time, God put a man in your life to learn something you don't have and to complete you. You extend your horizon to each other. You extend your love to each other and build each other up in the marriage. Amen? No man is perfect. No woman is perfect. We all have shortcomings and failures. But the other side will meet that need and learn from each other. Actually, I grow a lot by learning from Pasada how to talk, how to be more sensitive to people feeling. I'm not very sensitive, actually. Maybe because I was trained that way as a surgeon. I have to be very stern with blood bleeding come out. <laughs> with people dying. I cannot connect my feeling with the patient too much. Otherwise, I cannot be a doctor. So I'm, I was trained to be very stern about everything that happened around me, to fight with the battle. And I was that way in the church too. When I see people, I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is life. But Pastor Da will come in and say, have mercy on them. Be more emotional. Be more feeling with people. So I learned from her. I changed a lot, actually. And she learned from me, too. But less than I learned from her. <laughs> Amen? So in conclusion today about family, number one, the family is theological. It's about God's plan to fill the earth with His glory. It's not about just having somebody living with you because you are lonely. You need to produce kids that will carry the presence of God to all over the world. They will go out like an arrow to take the glory of God with them, the precept of God. Two, we learn that God supernaturally created the family. He made woman out of the sight of the man, and that man needs to learn how to be responsible for the job, Bring not only the financial provision, but also need to bring the spiritual provision, the word of God, into the family. Amen. Not only that, we learn that man is not complete by himself. He needs his wife to complete him. He needs to value her and appreciate her. And we learn that Eve needs to look at God, put her hand in God, and God going to bring the right man to her at the right timing. Don't hurry. Don't be frustrated. God knows your need. Amen? God knows who is the best for you as your spouse. Just be patient. And when they come together, they will support each other and build each other up all the days of their life. Next Sunday, we're going to learn more about God's precept of the family. What is God's plan for starting the family and make the family work? Husband and wife will go on with success and happiness all the days of their life. We're going to learn four principles next Sunday. Amen? Amen. How many people learn something here?
How many people say I will put this into practice? Let me ask all the men in this room. How many men in this room who got married already say that I will honor my wife more from now on? Raise your hand up. How many men say I promise God that my kids will grow up loving God? I'll do my best to train them to love God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd like to ask single people to stand up, and I pray for you that you have the right mate. Single. If you want to get married, if you don't want to get married, it's okay. You can sit down. If you want to get married, I'd like to pray. I'd like to ask Pastor Da. Can I have the microphone quickly? Ask Pastor Da to pray for all these single. Pastor Da, could you pray for this single that God will grab their hand, get them to the right address, meet the right people, <laughs> not King Kong, but the man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank God so much for all the young people who are seeking God in your house. Mm. Instead of going and do things on Sunday outside of the church, mm. they come to church to seek your face. Mm. Father, I thank you so much, O oh Lord, that you love them mm. even more than Pastor Lau and I love them, even more than mm. their parents love them. Mm. Father, and you know the plan for their lives. And you said, dear God, that I have a plan for you. The plan to prosper you and not to harm you. The plan to give you hope and future. Heavenly Father, we just love our young people so much, Lord. And we know, dear Lord, that you look from heaven and you look mm. to them. Pastor Lau and I and all the congregation mm. would like to lift them up before you mm. and commit them into your mighty hand. Father, that you are going to guide them and lead them, mm. that you are going to help them to be hungry after you, that mm. they will look to you mm. first, O oh Lord, that they will be willing to put their hope and future within your mighty plan mm. and in your mighty hand, O oh Lord. And Father, mm. keep them peace in mm. Jesus' mighty name. Keep them peace and give them so much wisdom. Lord, so much wisdom that they will be able, Lord, to know the timing mm. and that they know, Lord, the right one for them. Mm. Heavenly Father, Amen. I pray, dear Lord, that you will please help them, Lord, to not go by emotion only, Lord, but that they will be able, Lord, to hear your voice. Mm. Father, help them, dear Lord, to practice listening to your voice and your words and they know exactly this is what you, you are talking to them. Father, I pray, dear Lord, that mm. all the singles <clears throat> who would like to um, be married and mm. have their life companion, you will grant them Amen. those spouses, mm. Lord. Yes. You will take them to the address of their spouse, yes, to their spouses, that. Lord. And so Father, Father, we believe in your word, O oh Lord. You said that ask and you will receive. Yes, ask Lord. and you will receive. And I believe that, Father, I will see. Father, each one of them have a great family in the mm. future. Amen. Lord, just want to pray, O oh God, that you will really continue, O oh God, to guide them and lead them and Amen. bless their life, that they will be successful in everything, that yes. they will have a lovely home, lovely family, O oh Lord. And I also want to pray for all the young people who are not here in this room because they might go to the retreat or they yes. may not know you yet and they are at home. Father, I also want to 
pray the Lord that may your Holy Spirit go forth and work in their lives mm. and may your Holy Spirit dear Lord help them mm. to come to know you Lord and Jesus. also bless them too O Lord in Jesus Lord mighty Jesus. name I pray Amen 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 Thank you Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus We trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you.